0: Lion L. Johnson, the first. Despite being genetically modified creatures born of advanced science and warp manipulation, the Primarchs are often surprising in how human they remain. They experience doubt, paranoia, and confusion, and they're certainly not immune to making mistakes. They often squabbled amongst each other during the Great Crusade and the Horus Heresy, and many of them became corrupted by chaos, just as any normal man could be. Lion L. Johnson is among the greatest of the Loyalist Primarchs, renowned for his ability in battle and his strategic mind, but he also has a history of making simple errors in social situations that a more socially conscious human would easily avoid. Lion's upbringing, like most of the Primarchs, was extremely formative on his personality, and he remains one of the more solitary Primarchs because of it. Let's take a brief look at that upbringing, as well as Lion's time during the heresy and afterwards. Like all of his brother Primarchs, Lion was separated at birth from his father, the Emperor of Mankind, and spirited away to a distant planet. Lion, in particular ended up on a planet named Caliban, which due to its proximity to the massive warp rift known as the Eye of Terror, it had been corrupted by the forces of chaos over the millennia. The planet was coated in dark, twisted forests, filled with horrific creatures known as the Great Beasts that had been mutated by the warp into fanatical and deadly predators. The inhospitable nature of the planet earned it the classification of a Death World by Imperial astrocartographers, meaning that it wasn't fit for widespread human settlement. Despite this, humans did live here, albeit not in the forests, but rather in large fortresses and castles located in clearings that had been hacked clear from the forest. It was said that Caliban possessed a vicious intelligence that extended to its forests and wildlife, which was in constant conflict with the humans here. The government here on Caliban was a feudal one, with the ruling class made up of great warriors raised to survive against the deadly threats of the forests. The people here were not technologically advanced by any means, but they did possess some fragments of the legendary standard template construct systems from humanity's past, and so they did have some advanced weapons and armor available to them. They were able to produce rudimentary bolt pistols, chain swords, energy weapons, and even power armor, which would all prove vital in their constant battles against the great beasts, although they possessed little other technology. Riding into battle on great war horses, for example. The knights that ruled Caliban were all that prevented the human population on the planet from being wiped out by the great beasts. And so it was here that Lion landed, deep in the dark and dangerous forests, forced to survive entirely on his own. How many years Lion lived out there in the wild, surrounded by ferocious monsters, is unknown as he speaks little of those times himself, but some estimate that it was only a decade or less, while local legends imply that he was out there for far longer, perhaps as long as a century. Time is a fluid thing in the 40k universe, however, so it's entirely unclear. Regardless, it was those dark forests of Caliban that forged Lion into the man he would become, Quiet, calculating, determined, akin in many ways to the great beasts that surrounded him, but also greater than any of them. After so many years of isolation and deadly survival however, Lion was eventually discovered by a group of knights. Initially they judged him to be so dangerous that it would be best to simply slay him like any other great beast, but one among them thought differently. This man, named Luther, saw the potential in him, and so brought him back to civilization, naming him Lion L. Johnson, meaning The Lion, Son of the Forest. Luther was the leader of a knightly group called The Order, known for their honesty, nobility, and fearlessness, with Luther being regarded as the greatest hero on Caliban. Luther proceeded to have Lion raised as a knight of the Order, teaching him to live as a man rather than as a beast, and Lion quickly adapted to living among humans, soon mastering everything his tutors could teach. Before long, he rose to the highest ranks of the Order, where he made clear his goal to launch a crusade to exterminate every last great beast on Caliban, so that the people here could finally know peace. The knights of Caliban would likely have scoffed at the notion coming from a lesser man, but Lion, like practically all the Primarchs, inspired greatness, and so their crusade began. Lion's intelligence, might, confidence, and determination drew record numbers of recruits to the order, and the bloody battles continued on for a decade. With hundreds of knights lost for every nest they managed to destroy. They would have likely given up swiftly if not for the resolute determination of Lion, who knew that leaving the task unfinished would be to waste all of the lives spent so far. Eventually, the crusade was a success, and Lion was bestowed the title of Grand Master of the Order, surpassing his adoptive father and mentor, Luther. Lyon accepted the title, but still didn't understand the value that others placed on titles and rewards, and he failed to notice the effect his success had had on Luther. Luther was an exceptional man, the greatest among the natives of Caliban, but no man can stand against the glories of the Primarchs, so Luther was forced to live in Lyon's shadow, and a wound began to fester. After his victory, Lion demanded fealty from all the other knightly orders, uniting Caliban under one banner, and shortly after, the emperor arrived on Caliban after hearing word that a primarch was here. Although Lion was not the first primarch to be found during the great crusade, he was given command of the first space marine legion to be created, as they were created from his gene seed. The Legion that was given to Lion was beset by strife, having suffered greatly in a series of reckless campaigns, and they were filled with pride and vanity. To test them, Lion dueled one of the captains, despite the captain wearing Terminator armor and Lion merely clad in Calibanite steel. Of course, Lion won the duel, but in the process, both Primarch and Legion learned some respect for the other. Lion proceeded to rename the legion the Dark Angels, after an old Caliban myth, and had Luther and other members of the order go through trials to see if they were worthy to join the legion. If they passed, the young would be formed into fully-fledged Astartes, while the older ones would be genetically modified to enhance their abilities as much as possible. Luther was one of these that was genetically modified, and became Lion's second in command as they joined the Great Crusade. Due to being regarded as the first of the Primarchs, Lion was given the first Gloriana class battleship, the largest in the Imperial fleets, named the Invincible Reason. Caliban, meanwhile, was transformed by the might of Imperial industry, swiftly turning from a planet covered in sprawling wilderness, to one covered in sprawling manufactories and refineries. The population of the planet were quickly converted into useful tools for the crusade, either as laborers or as soldiers. Lyons soon met with his brother Primarchs, and came to be regarded as dour and morose, with his inclination towards solitude and his way of seeing things in a stark way alienating him somewhat from the others. His perspective of the great beasts on Caliban, being merely enemies of mankind that needed to be destroyed, extended to the great crusade and while his troubling formative years on Caliban had made him aloof and distrusting of others, very few among his brothers could hope to match his strategic brilliance. One of the first things that Lion did as the leader of the Dark Angels was to seek out all of the scattered companies of his legion, reuniting them. To do so, he proceeded to duel the captain of every company he encountered and within only a few short years, he had gathered 100,000 space marines in his legion. One of the first major conflicts that Lion and the Dark Angels took part in were the Rongden Xenosides, a massive series of campaigns against a vicious species of Xenos known as the Rongden. Over the course of the campaign, 80,000 Astartes gave their lives, along with millions of the imperial army and the dark angels took perhaps the most grievous losses of the legions involved. During this time, their numbers were eclipsed by the ultramarines, Iron Hands, and the Sons of Horus, and so they also slipped in prominence among the legions. Eventually, the emperor of mankind decided that he needed to appoint one of his sons as the war master for the great crusade, to lead it in his stead. While Lion's leadership ability and combat prowess were legendary, his personality made him ill suited for the role, being too secretive and stoic. Instead, Horus was appointed as War Master, with Lion accepting the appointment as being the final sign that Horus was the Emperor's favorite son. Later, The dark angels participated in the continued compliance of a planet called Sirosh, which had expressed interest in joining the imperium, but continued to delay their full compliance, blaming it on their bureaucracy. Secretly, however, they worshipped chaos entities in the warp, and saw the anti-religious stance of the imperial truth as evil. When Lion and the dark angels arrived to accelerate the compliance process, the leader of the Sarasi bureaucracy was invited aboard the Invincible Reason to meet the Primarch. However, upon doing so, he denounced both Lion and the Emperor to the Primarch's face, at which point Lion rammed his power sword through the man's body. This wasn't their whole plan, however, as they had also snuck aboard a nuclear weapon, intending to assassinate Lion and the entire command structure of the fleet. This was prevented by Luther and a junior librarian, who managed to eject the weapon into space, where it detonated and caused only minor damage. Unfortunately, Luther admitted to the librarian that he had actually discovered the nuke earlier, but he had briefly hesitated to do something about it, due to the jealousy for Lion that had been growing inside of him. Somehow, Lion discovered this fact and in response, although it wasn't outright stated to be a punishment, Luther and a number of legionnaires from Caliban were sent back to their homeworld. Ostensibly this was to accelerate the recruitment of new dark angels, but Luther felt that he and the others had been exiled, especially as he had also been scolded by Lion for a mistake he made during another campaign. This only served to continue to build Luther's resentment towards Lyon, although his social ineptitude prevented him from noticing it. One of the most notable situations that Lyon was involved in during the Great Crusade was the Dulin campaign, where the Dark Angels and the Space Wolves joined forces to assault the rebel planet of Dulin. The leadership here had not only disrespected the emperor, but had also insulted the primarch of the space wolves, Lehman Russ, directly, naming him the emperor's lapdog. In response, Russ swore that he would cut the rebel leader's head from his shoulders himself and demanded that he be allowed to immediately attack the headquarters. Lyon, however, refused the request, as he had a detailed plan in motion to assault the headquarters with minimal casualties on their side. He did, however, agree that Russ would be the one to enter and slay the rebel leader. Later though, Russ was preoccupied with other things when the time came to slay the leader, so Lyon went in himself and killed him. Afterwards, Russ stormed into the headquarters, and infuriated at the sight of the man's head in the lion's hand, Russ punched his brother. The two proceeded to fight one another, first with weapons, then unarmed, until they finally broke apart. Russ began to laugh at the absurdity of the situation, but Lion was not amused, and so he punched his brother unconscious while he was laughing. When Russ eventually awoke, Lionhead departed the planet, and he later stated that if he had not left then, he believed he would have killed Russ. Afterwards, it became a ritual between the Dark Angels and Space Wolves to have honor duels between one another whenever their legions met. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? he'd need to eventually confront the emperor at terra. He also knew that sieging terra would require immense ordinance, and happened to have learned about some highly powerful siege weapons located on the forge world of Diamat. Lyon knew that Horus would be coming for these weapons, so he instead led a small force there to secure them first. He and his forces arrived at Diamat outnumbered by traitorous forces, but managed to prevail largely thanks to Lion's tactical prowess. Afterwards, his brother Perturabo and the Iron Warriors arrived, on their way to join Ferris Manus in confronting Horus at Istvan V. Lion's plan was to rejoin his legion and head for Terra, but he confessed to Perturabo that he hoped to become the new war master after Horus's defeat, as he believed that had he been the first Primarch found, instead of Horus, he would be the emperor's favorite. In order to gain Perturabo's support for his bid to become the new war master, Lyon unfortunately gave him the siege weapons, not knowing that Perturabo was on Horus's side. Later, as Lion hoped to make a push back to Terra, Horus dispatched Conrad Kurz and his Night Lords to the eastern fringes of the Imperium to launch a campaign of terror and genocide in order to distract the Angels. What followed was three years of slaughter and battles between the Dark Angels and the Night Lords, with Lion and Kurz eventually meeting in person. Kurz revealed a dark prophecy to Lion about the future of his legion. And soon, Kurz slandered him. So, in return, he struck Conrad and a fight began. During the duel, Lion's throat was slashed, and he would have likely been killed had not one of his honor guards ran their sword through Conrad's spine. Both Primarchs were dragged away from each other as their legions battled it out, but this wouldn't be the last time Lion and Kurz would fight. Afterwards, Lion managed to recover an ancient artifact created by the Old Ones, capable of performing extremely efficient and precise warp jumps. While utilizing the device to travel through the warp to ambush Kurs, Lion would encounter Kairos Fateweaver, the Vizier of Zeench. Kairos attempted to convert Lion to chaos, but found nothing in his heart to sway him, finding him to be absolutely loyal to the emperor, and viewing loyalty as its own reward. In response, Lion impaled Kairos through the heart, and asked if he saw that coming. Using the warp artifact, Lion and the dark angels ambush Kurz and the night lords, leaving Kurs in a comatose state. They would then afterwards launch a second ambush, but in the process, Kurz awoke and boarded the Invincible Reason with several troops. Kurz proceeded to disappear into the bowels of the ship, killing every search team Lyon sent after him, and managing to evade Lyon himself for the next sixteen weeks. During this time, Lorgar and the wordbearers had engineered a massive warp storm. Cutting off a large sector of Imperial Space from Terra. Lyon joined up with Robute Gilliman and Sanguinius to participate in the formation of the Imperium Secundus on the ultramarine homeworld of McCraig, in case Terra had already fallen. While on McCraig, Kurz left the Invincible Reason and rampaged across the planet so Lion and Gilliman worked together to try and take down their traitorous brother. Unfortunately, Kurz led them right into a trap, which they barely managed to survive. Lion felt responsible for Kurz's rampages, so he continued to obsessively hunt after him. He was convinced that the recent rebellions on McCraig were due to Kurz influencing them, so he used the dark angels to establish martial law across the planet without consulting Gilliman about it. Eventually, though, Lion managed to corner Kurz, and the two fought once more, with Lion emerging the victor. Instead of killing his brother, though, he snapped his spine and brought him before Sanguinius and Gilliman to stand trial. During the trial, Kurz worked to pit Lion against Gilliman until eventually Lion moved to kill Kurz, but was stopped by his two brothers. Sanguinius proceeded to dismiss Lion from the Triumvirate, and so he and the Dark Angels quickly left. Shortly after, he utilized the warp device to teleport into Sanguinius's chambers, telling his brothers that Kurz claimed his death would eventually come at the hands of an assassin sent by the Emperor, meaning that the emperor had to still be alive. They needed to work together to breach the ruin storm and reach Terra, and the others agreed, with Kurs being taken as a captive aboard the invincible reason. Unfortunately, not even Lion's legendary warp artifact could break through the ruin storm, so they had to find another way to get through. During the process, Sanguinius realized that he needed to go to where the horus heresy began, Davin, despite his two brothers both believing that the world should just be destroyed outright. When they arrived at Davin, Sanguinius shocked Lion by boarding the invincible reason and taking Kurz with him, hoping to use his prophetic abilities to help him understand what he was meant to do here. Sanguinius then ordered a mass ground assault of the planet, and Lyon was so enraged by the proceedings that he nearly ordered an exterminatus on the planet, regardless of his brother's presence on it. At the last moment, however, he relented, and was immediately horrified by what he had nearly done, realizing that some external force was affecting them. He and Gilliman proceeded to join Sanguinius on the surface and together they managed to destroy a massive demon engine, creating a hole in the ruin storm that led to Terra. Unfortunately, it was being blockaded by a gauntlet of traitor fleets, so Lion and Gilliman agreed to run interference while Sanguinius and the blood angels made directly for Terra. Rather than heading for Terra himself however, Lion expressed a desire to continue to distract the enemy by attacking worlds that Horus had captured along his way to Terra. At some point during this, the Astronomican in the dark angel's fleet, the psychic beacon that guides imperial ships through the warp, went dark. Fearing the worst, Lion became nihilistic, pledging to burn as much of the traitor's territory as he could. He proceeded to oversee the destruction of both Chemos and Barbarus, the homeworlds of Fulgrim and Mortarion respectively, using the warp artifact for guidance. He eventually did make course for Terra, but was too late to influence the battle, and was ultimately racked with grief. In the wake of the Horus heresy, he returned to Caliban to recover and reinforce the Dark Angels. When they arrived, however, his fleet was immediately struck by a salvo of fire from the surface, forcing them to pull back. Lyon soon learned that Luther had poisoned the minds of the space Marines here and taken control of the planet. Failing to see the development of Luther’s animosity towards him up to this point, Lyon now saw this as the taint of chaos, working its corruption on his former mentor. He let loose his fury, bombarding the planet from orbit to utterly rid the world of chaos. The planet burned and cracked, its defenses whittled down to nothing, as Lion led his forces into the Order's fortress monastery where Luther waited. Here he found nothing of his former friend, as Luther had been elevated by the chaos gods to be equal in strength to Lion and the two engaged in combat. During the course of their battle, they leveled the monastery around them, as the orbital bombardment continued. Eventually, Luther managed to mortally wound Lion with a massive psychic attack, and afterwards realized what he had done, as if a veil had been lifted from his eyes. He fell to the floor as a massive warp storm ripped the planet apart. In the aftermath, all that remained was the ruins of the monastery, protected by vast force fields. Here, the Dark Angels found Luther, mumbling that Lion had been taken by the Watchers in the Dark, native creatures of Caliban that possess an extremely rare ability to resist the warp and have been known to assist the Dark Angels. Luther claimed that Lion L. Johnson would return one day and forgive him for his sins, and the dark angels could find no trace of their Primarch. The asteroid containing the monastery was converted into a massive ship known as the rock to function as the dark angels fortress monastery. The dark angels that had been converted by luther had been sucked into the warp during the destruction of caliban, and were scattered across the galaxy they became known as the fallen, with many of them joining the forces of chaos, while others operated as pirates or warlords, with a small number of them coming to regret their heresy and living lives of peaceful seclusion. The ones that managed to be captured by the dark angels are held deep within the rock, alongside Luther, who has been kept alive there for over 10,000 years, as he rants and raves that Lion will soon return and absolve him of his sins. However, the true secret of the rock, known only to the Watchers of the Dark and the Emperor, is that Lion's body is held at the heart of the ship, guarded by the Watchers. In the 42nd millennium, In the wake of the great rift that segregated the imperium, Lion finally awoke, but found himself in a mysterious wooded realm reminiscent of his homeworld, without his memories. Here he encountered an old wounded king, slowly bleeding from his injuries, and who is stalked by hungering shadows. Though he wishes to talk, the king cannot and can only stare. The watchers in the dark are here as well, and tell Lion that the king can answer questions, but only if the right one is asked. They also say that the shadows near the king can be a threat to anyone who gains their attention, but they will never wander far from the old king's side. They tell Lion to follow his nature here, simply referring to the place as home which leads him to following a stench of corruption. While following it, Lion suddenly found himself physically on the heavily forested planet of Camarth, controlled by a warband of fallen space marines. He soon met with one of the fallen, Zabriel, who remained loyal to the imperium and who wished to help Lion rid the planet of the traitorous fallen. With that, Zabriel became the first of the Risen, and with the aid of the surviving population, they were able to liberate Camarth. Lion's memories returned to him, and he proceeded to continue to gather loyalist forces, expanding the number of the Risen, as he reclaimed more and more planets as part of a region that became known as the Lion's Protectorate. During this time, Lion continued to be able to enter the mysterious forested realm, which he believed to be adjacent to the warp. Here there was a domed building that the watchers initially warned him against entering, but when he finally did so, he found a demon capable of shapeshifting into the forms of the other primarchs. He was losing his fight with the creature until he managed to find a shield within the building with it turning out to be originally the emperor's personal shield. Using it, he was able to destroy the demon, and also eventually found a legendary power sword known as Fealty. Lion continued to use his ability to enter the realm, known as forest walking, to cross great distances in a short amount of time, and can even allow him to bring others with him. Curiously, the locations that the forest walk takes him to always contain more of the fallen, which has allowed him to gather a great number of them. Later, on a corrupted section of Caliban known as Wormwood, Lion fought against the demon primarch Angron, managing to defeat him with both the emperor's shield and fealty, earning him the title of the knight of nihilus. Now, Lyon continues his bloody war against the enemies of the imperium, forever loyal to the emperor. Lion L. Johnson is not an especially complicated man. His upbringing, both in the wilds of Caliban by himself as well as being raised by a knightly order, dictated much of what his personality and code of conduct would become. He keeps his own counsel much of the time, just as the emperor often did, and is aloof in personal social situations, but he is also inspiring, honorable, and loyal. Luther actually did much of the heavy lifting in social situations for him, so when he was sent away, Lion became more paranoid and inept. There are certainly reasons that he didn't quite fit in with any of his other brothers, as the scenario with Lehman russ aptly demonstrates, but the fact that even the forces of chaos know that he'll never betray the emperor is a critical part of who he is. Perhaps had he actually been found first among the primarchs, instead of horus, much of history would have been different, but at least he's still alive and still serving the emperor.